Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demon Land podcast. My name is Andy, and joining me tonight, uh, Grape Viney. How are you doing? I'm excellent, Andy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, back still into well, I came back over the weekend uh, from interstate, but I'm back interstate again. So I feel like I'm just travelling all the time, and um, yeah, had a few sleepless nights. Are you using Melbourne Airport parking? Um, no, um, I, I didn't. Um, but it, it is good to know that, that 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 service is there, and I think members do get a little bit of a discount. Um, but I. Th- yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is, but uh, next time I go, I definitely will. Um, the last time I did travel, though, um, and and hired a car, I did use Hertz and got a significant discount. So, um, yeah, it's good to uh, make use of uh, the team sponsors. So, um, yeah, I'll be looking at uh, buying an Infinity car next time I look for a car. You probably remember Hertz were our major sponsors back in the 80s. Um in the pre-Northy days. Yes, I do recall uh, that. And the joke the joke that was going around at that time was that it hurts to barrack for Melbourne. <laughs> well, it still still does. Um, <laughs> still hurts uh, some of the time, doesn't it? Yeah, well, at least for one quarter a game, it definitely hurts. Um, and, and, you know, we, we'll discuss a little bit of the game. We do apologise. The podcast is a bit late this week, so we might just focus most of the time on, on the game ahead. But... Uh, we did have another game, and um, I don't know about you, Grapeviney, but um, this team just continually does it to us week in, week out. There's always one quarter where we have some type of lapse, and it happened again. It happened in the, the third quarter, and I mean, for me, I'm very disappointed to... Um, I was disappointed to be 42 points up at one stage, I believe, and um, basically give up that entire lead to go level. Um it's not good enough and it keeps happening. Why? Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the million. The, uh, 60, the $64 million question, yes. isn't it? I would have thought if it happens again um, that Simon Goodwin would be pretty worried about what's going on. He might already be worried. Um, I mean, we saw it. We saw it. Uh, um, on many occasions last year, we've already seen it um, in most of our games this year, including the practice matches. Yep. So it is a concern. I mean, it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit of a sort of a. There's two sides to the coin, really. We've sort of got this capacity to come back, um, you know, from six or seven goals down, um, but we've also got a capacity to give up a six or seven goal lead as we saw on the weekend. So, um, yeah, the, the players seem to have faith that they can step it up a gear when necessary, and we've seen that, and they did it on the weekend. Um, I don't think Brisbane actually got in front, did they? They levelled and then we, we kicked away. Yeah. Um... Um, but you don't want to be relying on that, do you? You don't want to be six goals down or giving up five, six, seven goal leads before you then hit your straps again. So they have to get it sorted, um, whatever it is, yeah, this it, mental lapse. Yeah, I have no idea what causes it. Um, and, I mean, you can say, oh, well, it's great, we can steady the ship and come back and go, but that shouldn't happen. 42 points up, we should have won that game by 80 points. Um 
you know, we 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 saw last year we we regretted not being able to put teams away, and it happened. We got to six goals up against Brisbane last year and let them get back into the game and only won by a couple of goals, and that was the percentage that cost us. And you know, it could cost us again. We can't have these lapses. Um, and you can say, well, the Melbourne of old would have lost that game. Well, <laughs> that's not good enough because this Melbourne is could cost us. Um, no, we're we're in G Melbourne. Sorry, uh, you're right. Where it's it's you can't uh, can't say it's the Melbourne. You know, compare yeah, it to the yeah. Melbourne of old. Those days are behind us now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very worrying. I mean, there were some great signs um, in the game. We won't um, we won't forget to mention um, Jesse was fantastic. Um, you know, an all round great game. Um, uh, Jeffy Garland loves playing against Brisbane, doesn't he? Brisbane's, uh, Brisbane, uh, Brisbane, Brisbane is uh, his. How should I say it? He's like when Ben Brown comes up against us, and we'll talk about Ben Brown later. Um, uh, yeah, they're his. Uh, well, what's what, they're his uh, bunny team, or so, or what? Do you, how do you how do you phrase that? Um. Yep, yep. No, they are uh, always very friendly team. He played really well, Jesse Jeffy, uh, alongside him, was back to his absolute best, um, and really the two of them, uh, well, put the game away, didn't they? In the in the last quarter. They did, and um, so sort of stood up, stood up when it counted. There were a lot of people uh, the previous week calling for Jeffy Garlett's head. Um, I, I definitely wasn't wasn't one of those people. I know what Jeffy can do, um, and he's the sort of guy that I think you've got to you know, unless he has consecutive, consecutive, consecutive bad bad games, um, you've got to have him in the team because uh, which doesn't happen. No. Um, and certainly didn't happen last year. And, um, yeah, look, players are going to have off days, but he had an on day. Um, and, yeah, if he can produce that most weeks, um, we're going to be in good stead. Um, um, I bumped I bumped the Jeffy thread today just to give him... Uh, a bit of ...resurrect <laughs> some of the love that was being thrown around last year. And... Uh, you, if you look at his stats, uh, look at his um, numbers up against Cyril, and he's played fewer games for more goals. Um, and that's not to say he's a better player than Cyril, but Cyril kind of gets celebrated as, as uh, you know, being sort of above and beyond. Um, but but Jeffy's, uh, uh, Jeffy's more than a match for him. Um, and then, of course, you know, you've got Eddie Betts in the equation too, um, whose well, numbers, are, are, as we've discussed before, are very similar to uh, the Wizard. Um, so, are, yeah, are interesting we, in the small forwards. Are we calling, the point is that, that Jeffy's right up there. Uh, are you, we calling uh, Jeffy Garlett the Wizard? Is that, uh, so he adopted that nickname now? <laughs> no, he's, he's oh, I don't think he's in the Wizard class. Oh, when you said um, Wizard, you were talking about... By way of uh, averages... Sorry? So when we were, when you were talking about um, uh, the wizard, you were talking about the actual wizard, uh, Jeff Farmer. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So Cyril averages about one point four goals a game over his career. Yep. Uh, Jeffy and um, uh, Jeffy's around one point eight. Yep. 
and then Eddie and the Wiz are a bit over one point nine. Okay, so he's right. He's right in that bracket of um, of those guys. So absolutely. Look, I thought absolutely. I thought last year, um, Jeff. Jeffy was very well, not stiff. Probably at the end of the year to say, you know, miss out on all Australian selection. But even when he was having the purple patches during the year, he he wasn't really in the conversation. I mean, everyone loves Eddie Betts, and um, I think that Jeffy was very close to um, you know to being right up there for for contention. And I think he had a bit of a quiet end to the year, but um, yeah, he's definitely one that's. Um, you know, if he continues playing like this, uh, we might be talking about AA later in the year. But I mean, very early days yet. But um, keep up that, you know, that that type of um, that type of form, and uh, he'll be there coming at the tail end of the year. It's really interesting. His accuracy um, left him mid-season last year. Um, at at about the midway point of the year, he'd kicked twenty goals six. Um, which was a real improvement on seasons before. But then from that point on, um, uh, and it actually came in the week after I um, posted about it on Demon Land, I think he kicked 20-20 for the rest of the year. or um, he, went about, uh, he went at about 50% for yeah. the rest of the year when he'd been um, uh, much higher um, before that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he's back on target again this year hope so. Yeah, so do I. Um, so we've talked about Jeffy, we've talked about Hoags, the other player that was an absolute standout, uh, and he just continues to get better and better. Um, Clayton Oliver, uh, what a you know well-rounded four-quarter game from, from him. There's no let-up, is there? He's uh, just continued on from where he left off last year. Um, so the hype is, uh, is real. Um, He's just clearly going to do this uh, uh, game in and game out. Um, 30-plus touches, um, you know, more than a handful of clearances, high tackle numbers. Um, If he can add goals, um, you know, more frequently, more regularly, then uh, uh, he's got the complete game. Yeah, it still baffles me. I, th- I think we talked about it last week um, on the show. <laughs> I was suffering from a bit of a flu last week, and it was sort of a bit of the the podcast was a bit of a hazy memory for me. But did we talk about um, him not being selected in the under you know best t- ten best yes. under twenty three? We did, and that just ba- it baffles me that he wasn't in that conversation. <laughs> um, the author did say well, think, he was unlucky, but yeah. Uh, yeah um, mm. I think he came out this week and sort of almost uh, apologised for it and said, <laughs> on reflection, he might, um, you know, he might have uh, might have put Clayton in. Um, I don't have the thread up with me now, but there was a um, there was a thing comparing his stats to um, uh, to uh, Chris Judd's early stats, um, which was quite uh, yep. Uh, which was quite a good thing to see because he's sort of uh, quite up there with um, with what Chris Jar was at a similar time in uh, his career, and um, you would think that uh, Oliver's just going to get better and better, and if he can be anywhere near what uh, Chris Jar was, um, we're in for some exciting times. Yep, no doubt about it. Yep, um, Petraka as well. I, I I did 
like his. I continue to like um, what he's doing. Um, I think he's just going to get better and better, and um, you know, hopefully, this is that breakout year that we've been uh, expecting because he's doing some really good things um, in the midfield. Yep, absolutely. Oscar was good again, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think um, Oscar's p- probably been our best defender um, over the two games so far. Um, we've had a few guys that have been a bit down on form in the back six, uh, but not not Ol- uh, Oliver, uh, not Oscar McDonald. Um, just getting um, better and better. And uh, we'll talk about selections this week because the selections are interesting. Um, but um, yeah, Omac uh, might start to might start to silence some of his detractors because he definitely has a lot of detractors uh, at Demonland. But uh, his form this year um, has been good so far, so big tick for him. Um, yep. Who else would you are you giving your big ticks to? Um, uh, I thought Jonesy was good this week. Um, Bob, yep. bobbed up for a couple of goals, um, which is always good to see Jonesy with the ball in the forward line. Um, uh, yes, yeah. Um, he's usually pretty accurate around goal to Jones. Hmm. Um, he can be counted on when he's sort of at the 50 mark usually. Now, a, a couple of the... Um, a couple of the guys that sort of disappointed me a little bit... Um, uh, um, well, our, the player we sponsor at Demoland, uh, Jaden Hunt, I think, has been disappointing the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, and obviously, if, if you've been under a rock today, um, he's been dropped from the team. Um, I would say his form warrants the dropping, but uh, do you drop? Do you drop a guy that's down on form like that, or do you persist? What do you do? Do you think? Um, do you think it was right to drop in this week? Um, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know, right or not right. Look, he only had six touches the other night. Yeah. Um, and I think we even discussed him last week that his, uh, his game against the Cats wasn't that much better. Um, and we also discussed the fact that it's been a long time since he's provided the, the sort of run off half back that um, we saw. Uh, you know, we saw um, earlier. So I think it's the first time he's been out of the team. I think he's played 40-plus games um, since since debut. So he'll be uh, very disappointed if it's not injury-related, and we don't think it is. Um, and you'd think he'd just be desperate to, you know, win his spot back. Um, I think Frost is a good replacement. Um, Frost can give that kind of run from uh, from defence. It tends to be a bit more um, a bit more manic um, than Hunt, who's a, perhaps a bit more measured. Uh, so, yeah, you tend to have your heart in your mouth when Frosty goes on one of those runs. Um, and I, don't, I think sometimes even he doesn't know where, where he's going. But, uh, look, he's quick. Um, and uh, is certainly sort of a you know I guess a like for like um, with Hunt, even though he's he's bigger. Um, do you think uh, Frosty's been brought into the team um, perhaps um, 
to to take sort of maybe a bigger guy and not be that sort of replacement for for Hunt. Um, and I, I say to take a bigger guy to allow a guy like Lever, who um, admittedly I think Lever's been a bit down on on form. There was a thread on Demonland talking about you know give him some time to settle into to our style of play and our um, you know our team structures. But a lot of people are calling for him to sort of play as that third man. <laughs> Third a lot man. of people are calling him for him to be deported back to Adelaide. Well, that's that's certainly not going to happen. We pay, paid good money for him, so uh, he's got to stay. But you know, are we playing him in? You know, are we playing him sort of? No, I wouldn't say out of position, but out of you know, sort of the style of play that he he's best at. I mean, at Adelaide, he was that you know third man up. And, you know, I'd like to see him sort of coming across Ben Brown and intercepting whether a punch or a mark and sort of curbing Brown's influence that way. But it seems that the way he's being used at the moment isn't uh, in that uh, capacity. So I don't know. What's <laughs> yeah, I think it's all still coming together and mm. there'll be an element of, you know, I think, you know, he's still growing. Um so there will be an element of learning, A, not just the sort of the system and the structure and the way his teammates um, work, uh, but also perhaps becoming um, uh, better at the man-on-man um, -man stuff rather than just the intercepting. But, uh, I mean, you often see all five backmen fly for the same ball anyway. So, you know, we don't play man-on-man. -man. No. We play the zone defence. Um, you know, it's not unusual to see uh, Hibbard go up um, or Nev or, or even Jaden. So, um, it, look, it could be Frosty might work this week because of that sort of Ben Brown and weight factor. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll see how it, uh, how it pans out on the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. Um... I was... Whether it frees up Lever or whether he's playing the same sort of role as he's done the last couple of weeks, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, Vince, Lewis, how, how do you say... Jeddah. Um, yeah, Jeff's had a poor start to the year. Yeah, he has. Uh, look, I, I feel for him a bit. He, he was on Christensen, wasn't he, most of the game? Yep. And Christensen was just gifted quite a number of free kicks, I think, at times that baffled me some of them I didn't think were there maybe that's just me with my one eye open but I thought we were murdered by the umpires but I pretty much think that every week so um, I think particularly this week we, we were dealt a bad hand they're actually they got a couple of dubious free kicks which started the momentum for them um, they got a couple of free kicks in front of goal and at least one, maybe a couple of them were converted, and that started the roll. Um, so it was a bit sort of unfortunate the timing that. But uh, look, Nev hasn't been his usual self, um, and nor really has has Hibbard yet. Yeah, I think um, Hibbard's been starting well to get a bit yep. back towards where he was at. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, what did you think of uh, Tommy Bug? He came back into the team and um, thought it was a bit under, underwhelming. Um, I think there's room for improvement there. Yeah, again, his kicking lets mm, him down. You it know, does. Missing shots from 
from uh, from thirty out. Well, um, what do you do with that? Can, angle, so. can that be fixed? I don't. I don't know if it can. I think you. And I've just one of them came at the end of a really good passage of play, and you just thought, what a waste mm. of all that good work and that effort um, to not capitalise. So you know, the players aren't going to get every shot, but. Um, you know, you've got to be slotting the majority of those, and well, he, he misses he is the majority the, of them. He's in the team as a forward, so um, if he's going to continue just butchering those those kicks, then um, hmm, yeah, um, I don't know. Well, jury's jury's out on that one. I, I do like the toughness he brings to to the game. I think we play. Our forward line sometimes performs a bit better when he's in there, but um, got to start. Um, Got to start converting. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I thought um, most of our midfield brigade battled hard, uh, but some of them do go missing in the as we talk as we said uh, in those times when you know the teams get those run-ons against us, which is very worrying. A couple of those players that just go missing. I mean, when we're up and about, they're they're there, but um, we have those run-ons and. You know, guys like Neil Bull and Salem Harms, they go missing for a little bit. And, you know, we know they can play well because when we're on song, they're, they're there. But, um, yep, we've got to... Um, can't be yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Kent goes this week. And, look, we know we've got Viney coming back and that probably pushes one of Harms and or A&B out, um, you know, or, or a bug. So, um, you know, and then there's the issue of Angus Brayshaw as well. Yeah, who's well, um, forgot a man. Well, not named in the emergencies. Um, so presumably applying his trade at uh, uh, for Casey again. Uh, how um, did you, I've been? Yeah. A bit, I've been a bit out of it. I knew. I know Casey played this weekend. I know they belted a team. Um, so I don't know whether how good an indicator that is of where everyone's at because when you belt a team by 100 points everyone's playing well so um how did he go in that game from your understanding uh look i'd have to go back to the thread um i'm pretty sure baghdad bob gave a pretty comprehensive review player by player but um uh there was some debate i mean there were a few different uh, posters out at the game and some said that Angus looked, um, I don't know, disinterested or mm. that he had a funny attitude. I don't know how you judge that from a player's... Uh, well, I guess he can look at sort of body language perhaps, but... Um, was, he, was he being played uh, in the middle? Uh, uh, others said that he was, was, very, was very prominent. Um, but I guess, as you say, when, you know, when you're winning by 100 plus, it's hard to really read anything into it. Mind you, Simon Goodwin this week in explaining Kent's selection said that his form in the VFL has been unbelievable and he's been knocking the door down for a few weeks now. Well, we haven't played. No, they only we? played. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what form he's referring to. So yeah, it makes uh, definitely definitely surprised to see Kent in there so quickly. It um, makes it. I just would have thought you need to build up a a longer. Um, resume of good games before he can get back in. Well, he's been given an opportunity now, and he's really got to, you know, take the bull by the horns and um, and run with it because um, 
there won't be too many chances uh, left. Um, you know, I think no. any, anyone who gets in the team's really got to uh, um, perform. And you know, a guy like Hunt, you know, plays a couple of bad games, he's out, and it can be seen as a good thing that um, players aren't just going to get a game and they've got to earn it. And um, depth is good to have depth. It's good to have a selection table problems, um, you know, um, but I don't like hearing that Brayshaw looked disinterested. Uh, do you know where he was playing? Um, what Are they playing him in the yeah, middle? I think middle he was in, in the middle. Yeah. Um, I just wonder just, where, where uh, his position is in uh, at the Ds because I know... Well, he's a midfielder. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's sort of where he belongs. Yeah. Um, because you can sort of play half forward, wing, half back, so and and in the middle. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to to watch that. I I, th- I think it makes it hard, particularly at the beginning of the year when the Resies aren't playing. Um, you know, when they're not playing each week the same as the uh, is the season. When does the season start? Is it this week or it's still another week away? Uh. Good question. Um, <laughs> we have all the answers here on the Team of Land podcast right at our fingertips. Um, and I s- apologise, we can't take any calls today because I'm still interstate, but we'll be back taking calls. So maybe we can get someone next week to call and tell us uh, what the uh, fixture for the um, twos are. Um, Bailey Fritch. They're, uh, playing, they're playing Coburg. Um, uh, they're playing Coburg this week, and I th- uh, it's a... I don't know. It doesn't say here. Right. Casey hasn't sort of elaborated. Well, they're still playing. But, uh, so in terms of Brayshaw last week, uh, and this is Vogon Poetry's uh, assessment of him, unlike others, I thought he was very good today. Okay. He started in the centre and got leather poisoning early and used it almost at the time. Strong around the ball, tackles hard. Played forward for a lot of the game and kicked a few and gave a few off. He was spent at the end but never stopped presenting and creating. I wish he was in the team tomorrow and he's just waiting for an opportunity. So uh, according to at least one uh, uh, one poster who was present, he was uh, very, very good. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, <coughs> it is round one this week. So um, we are playing on Sunday at 1pm at Piranha Park, uh, which appears to be Coburg's uh, home, gra- home ground. So let's go, Casey. Um, yeah, so they're started up again. Um, which is good. Um, Bailey Fritch uh, continues to show some yep. good signs. I'm very happy with him. And it, it, look, they've dropped uh, Peterson this week. Um, they've named Frost centre-half forward, but I don't believe he's going to play as a centre-half forward. But the dropping of Peterson is a funny one, um, not because he's you know been uh, you know playing you know, sensational football, but um, who's going to go up as our... Um, Just the structure. Yeah, who's going to go up as our ruckman, um, as our second ruck? <laughs> Is that going to be fall to frost? Um, yes. And I think... Uh, um, I think North have been using Brown or White as their second ruck, so okay, presumably so. Frost, frost will go in whenever... Um, Whenever the forward goes in, so uh, yeah. But hmm. uh, yeah, we, you lose Peterson from centre half forward. So um, it, it, it makes our forward line a little a little small. Um, you know, Tom McDonald's still out. Um, 
you know, Jesse's playing well, but he's our only big man there. And, I mean, you know, you've got Fritch there, but he's not a key position. It's, um, hmm. No, but he's all right overhead. Yep. And, you know, we know Petraka's also good overhead. Um, as people have pointed out, you just can't go bombing it in, uh, you know, unless Jesse's in a one-on-one. But you would have thought, you know, um, he's probably going to have two... Um, two around him most of the night, so he need to lower the eyes and find sort of the targets inside. That's exactly inside fifty. That's exactly my worry. And with Peterson out, it's a big worry because it means they're going to play two big guys. I reckon they're going to have two guys on him. They're going to or going to have someone. They're going to play one back, one down back, loose down back. They're going to play like Geelong played us on the G. And if we just bomb it in, it's going to be trouble. So. Hmm. I'm a little baffled by uh, the selection table, but um, let's hope coaches know what they're doing. Yeah, he's never predictable. No, good he's one, not. Is he, at the selection table. Which, uh, it could be a good thing if it, if it works, but yeah, he's not predictable at all. Um, hmm. You know, most coaches, you sort of know exactly what they're going to do, and this one just keeps surprising. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um didn't pay much attention. Do they have? Do they don't. You said they have um, been using Brown weight in the ruck, so they're not playing two ruckmen. Um, no, because they've got a few big men. But yeah, hmm. interesting. Um, well, yeah, they played. Uh, is it Priest against Priest in the JLT? Priest, yeah. Priest, Priest. Um, and uh, Dor sometimes goes into the ruck, doesn't he? Matt yeah, Jack Dor. Yeah. Is Goldstein still around? I don't, don't really f- follow North, North Melbourne. A bit of a non-entity to me. Uh, I find their footy to be quite boring, except when they play us. Um, yeah. Well, their game with some. I don't know if you, you saw their game. I with saw Kilda on Good Friday. I just that saw was, the scores. <laughs> it looked awful. It was an abomination. Yeah. Uh, at half time, it was two ten apiece. Um. And the standard of football was was just absolutely disgraceful. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it was it was D grade amateur football. Um, uh, so North are no great shakes. Um, I know. Do, but... do you believe in the hoodoo and all all of that well, stuff? I don't believe that there's. There's an actual hoodoo, and there's um, you know any any um, you know sort of uh, paranormal stuff going along with that. Um, you know, I don't think there's uh, some witch's coven that's uh, put any hoodoo over us. But obviously, no, but we have the board. Sorry. Obviously, we haven't beaten them in a, in a very long time. I'm not sure how, how many games is it that we've lost. Is it eight, seventeen, or eighteen? I think it's seventeen, yeah. seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. You know, so it's been a long time since we have uh, since we have beaten them, but I, I, I don't believe there's an, an actual hoodoo. I believe we need to get this monkey off our back. Um, you know, I don't think the players go out there, you know. See, posters were critical. Go ahead. Um, some, some posters were critical that Goodwin last year played it down and said it didn't mean anything. They didn't talk about it, and I think Salem said again that they haven't spoken about it this year. And uh, why would Goodwin care about it? He has nothing to do with it. 
He's only been responsible for the the last two of them. And the same goes for most of the players. Apart from Jones and and Maxi and, and Nev, um, most of the rest of the players have only played against, have only lost to North, you know, a few times, a handful of occasions. So the notion that it should somehow be a motivation for them just doesn't make sense. Um, if the media didn't mention it, um, um, Clayton Oliver wouldn't know what happened against no. North in 2013. No, no. no. So it's only relevant it, to supporters. It's supporters, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, I don't believe the uh, team is cursed. I, I think I'm cursed. So <laughs> that's where I, I fall on that. Yeah, look, um, I don't know what it is about North Melbourne and us. I, I just think... I think that at the moment they're an average team, but for some reason they just come up against us. They've got players that just have their best games against us, and in particular that uh, Ben Brown, who probably is one of their best players, and the guy can kick bags of goals and just seems to do it every time against us, and I don't know how we stop that. Well, we've... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, let's let's see how, how it unfolds. Yeah. They struggled in the JLT against us to score, so um, we can do it. Yep. Oh, look, I've been saying it all along. We we can beat anyone, um, but we can lose to every anyone. Yeah, but it relies on you know for the defence to work. It relies on the midfield and the forwards to play a good defensive game as well. So you know if the mids aren't running both ways. Um, and running hard where North have got the ball, then the defence is always going to be under pressure, no matter how well they're playing. So, um, you know, it's team defence um, that's that's going to stop North from kicking a winning score. Um, yeah, I just I hope we're switched on from the beginning, and we have been switched on from the beginning. Um, in the game so far this on. year, um, but it's about staying switched on. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, let's break this hoodoo if this hoodoo does exist. Um, well, it's the last. It's the last one. It is. It's the last home and away hoodoo um, out there. Um, next hoodoo is finals and, and then obviously a, a great winning, winning a final. And then, <laughs> and when then was the last final. time we won in Sydney? That's um, probably been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's, uh, that's also there. We, we used to have a, th- a thread, uh, with the hoodoos, but as we started ticking them off, I think, <coughs> I think that sort of, uh, disappeared, but, Definitely the. Uh, when was the last? I oh know we did. We thumped uh, Sydney a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, so we have beaten them, but yeah, not in Sydney. That's probably been a while. Probably. Yeah. I, I I can't we haven't, remember. We haven't played them there every year. No. No, I, I, I just the game. I remember us beating them was <laughs> back when uh, Neitz and Schwartz were were running around. Um, well, sure. Yeah, Schwarter kicked nine straight against them that yeah, day. Yeah, that was a. I, I recently watched that game because I um, I purchased it on um, that uh, name a game. Um, yeah, I've got it in my collection too. And the, it was a funny game because I think there were both teams kicked massive scores. Um, I think we beat them comfortably in the end, but uh, 
yeah, we let through a lot of uh, lot of goals as well. Um, Footy oh, was different back then. It, it was. They should sell that game. They should sell that game as a box set with the Carlton and Footscray games that followed in the two weeks afterwards. It should be a, a David Schwartz. Schwartz box set, <laughs> the best of. Yeah, it should be. It's always good to watch uh, Schwarter in action. Um, well, but... they were the three best weeks, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was uh, that was Schwartz at his at the peak of his powers. It certainly was. Um, what else has been going on in the world of Deemland? Um, uh, we'll we got out of game. Yeah, was... so that's that's a big that's a big thing. Um, so I'm yeah, you know, I've just sort of read a little bit about that. Um, so we've got out of the gaming world. That's from a social responsibility um, perspective, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure what the in terms of um, revenue um, have they talked about where they're going to substitute that revenue? Were these things ma- making us money? I'm assuming they did. Um, we've got to find the money yeah, somewhere good. else. It accounts for about 10% of revenue, I think. I haven't paid too much attention. There's all sorts of numbers going around, but I think it's about $2 million a year that we're making on them. And as you say, that money will have to be found elsewhere. The club hasn't said um, uh, hasn't said what its plans are, but you know they've presumably got something up their sleeve. Um, they wouldn't be doing this without, uh, you know, without having um, other streams ready to come online. But I, I just look. I completely trust PJ. Mm-hmm. He's hardly put a foot wrong um, since coming on board, and I, I'm sure he's got this under control too. But it just seems, um, and I know we're missing a piece of the puzzle still. But do you, we do you... can. How can how can we afford to give up our gaming revenue without having something? Yeah, we can't. In our back pocket. We can't afford. Well, no, no, no. But how can we afford to give up our gaming revenue? Yet we can't afford to walk away from the NT deal, which sees us give two home games away each year. Mm. I would have thought that if the club had a financial priority, it'd be to substitute that the the income from that which we obviously require. So it just doesn't gel up for me. And I I sort of, as I say, I trust PJ, but I wish wish that was a financial priority because it's also a football priority because points are at stake in those games. Well, we're we're giving up... As much as I believe in the... We're giving up possible wins um, away, which obviously you win those games, you get into finals, you have bigger exposure, you can get more sponsors. There's a flow-on effect from uh, winning games, and if you give up home games and you play a team like Port Adelaide over there and sort of takes away a big home ground advantage, uh, even we played Adelaide last year, didn't we, in the NT and... You know, maybe we would have beaten them at the G. I don't know. Um, yeah, yep. but with this gaming thing, I wonder if there is some type of. Do you think the AFL is sort of trying to get the clubs to step away, you know, from a social responsibility thing? Do you think it's an AFL directive, or I don't know? It's that maybe they want yep. uh, clubs getting away uh, from that. But you're just br- you- go ahead. 
you're just breaking up. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it could just be my internet connection here. So uh, just bear with oh, us okay. if, uh, if that happens. Um, uh, do yes, you think it's it an is. AFL thing? Yeah, that they're sort of getting clubs to step it, it away. Is, from it. it is an AFL-driven thing. Um, the chairman's been quite outspoken about it. Um, most people, there was a thread about this on Demon Land, started by someone whose identity is quite suspicious in okay. the mm. overall scheme of things um, because this person obviously had foreknowledge of what was going on. Okay. Um, because to the outsider, it just looked like window dressing from the AFL, as in they're just paying lip service to this idea that they were going to you know, give up on gaming. But uh, other clubs have come out after Melbourne and said they're looking to do the same thing. Um, the interesting thing from the AFL's perspective is they take so much money from uh, it, from gambling. Um, uh, now, pokies is different to betting, but, I mean, it's all, it's all gaming, isn't it? Mm. So there's a level of hypocrisy here because the AFL is certainly not going to give up its gaming revenue. And I'm not, uh, you know, it's good from a, you know, um, being a good corporate citizen and, social responsibility and triple bottom line and all those things. But, you know, the club's primary purpose is to play football, not to be a an agent of change or a, you know, progressive social leader in the community. Um, so I'm a bit ambivalent about the whole thing, to be honest. Well, I'm hoping that if it is... As I say, you know, if we can afford to give up the $2 million, why can't we afford to play our games at home? Yeah, no, you make an interesting point. And I'm just hoping if it is an AFL-driven uh, directive and we've got got out early um, and sort of doing everything the AFL wants us to do, hopefully there's something coming back in return uh, to us. And I don't know, maybe they, they've been the ones sort of helping us get some of these bigger sponsors that we've bought on or there'll be something in the future. Maybe they've promised us uh, something... Something down the line, and uh, I hope so. Yeah, look, the club was at a pains to point out that it wasn't, um, you know, being pressured by the AFL, and PJ seemed quite confident that, you know, they've got some strategy to to exit and, and move on. But uh, um, there is also the possibility of a stadium, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a stadium slash social facility um, down the track. And that could come with government money. Yeah. Um, there's there's uh, plenty of precedent for governments building footy stadiums and facilities before, so that could that could be a part of it. Um, and part of the uh, arrangement for that could be that we had to, you know, um, had to give up the pokies uh, to secure that. So it's a game of watch this space at the moment until we until the club sort of reveals what its plans are. Yeah, well, it is interesting, and uh, let's hope there is a plan in place. I, I think they, I don't think they would just uh, give it up without uh, sort of knowing uh, where the next meal's coming from. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's hope yep. there is uh, some, some silver lining, um, and we'll see the uh, benefits of that uh, coming soon. Um, what else has been happening Um on the demon land i've been i've been sort of uh, a bit out of it the last couple of weeks and uh from next week i'll be back back in full swing 
um, but when you're traveling a bit, it sort of uh, makes it hard to uh, to be on um, on this fabulous website <laughs> for 24 hours a day like I usually am. Um, so what else has been happening? Uh, what, what, what's ever angry about uh, now on Demonland? There's always something. Um, Most of the anger is directed at Lever mm. and the club for getting him at this stage. So he's quickly become a whipping boy for for some. Yeah, I find that strange. Um, you know, you've got to – surely you've got to give the guy – a bit of time to settle <laughs> Two games. in. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. that's that's a that's ridiculous. Um yeah, we'll uh we'll uh well yeah, I th- I I I don't think we'll have we've when when all is setting said and done uh with this whole lever thing, I don't think uh I think people will be uh welcoming welcoming him with open arms because uh, the guy can play, you know, when you've seen him do some good things, he he does. So he's just got to give the guy guy some time and he's he's young as well he's part of that young brigade um you know so yeah give the give the kids some time um Uh, the milkshake hasn't been in great form has he well he had a fantastic aflx uh (laughs) uh, (laughs) tournament so um yeah i'm i'm willing to give him some time um you know you can't can't uh drop everyone that sort of has uh you know, a bit of poor form, but... Um... No, it just it looked like he was in great form in the pre-season. Mm. But, uh, so it sort of looked like he was going to come in and not dominate, but continue where he left off last year, but he's it's just dropped off a bit. But someone noted that he's playing up the ground a little bit, so sort of pushing more, more up the ground when... Um, yeah, rather than sort of staying closer to goal or around the fifty mark. Yeah, um, I I do prefer him uh, closer to goal. Um, he's a fantastic kick for goal um, on the run and set shot, and he's like, not a bad pass either. Yeah, is he? No, uh, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, uh, you know what? I really should have uh, <laughs> I really should have been more on the ball this week and uh, produced a, a running sheet. Um, this week, uh, is any, uh, any word from, do we still have our track watchers or since the, um, season started, that's, uh, our training, um, watchers have gone quiet? No, there's a few that, uh, a few that are getting down there and providing, uh, good reports. So, um, not many can get down obviously, but, uh, okay. uh D Spencer and a few others, uh, got along during the week i think i guess when once the season starts that whole um because we get to see you know the play on the weekends I, I guess the the training reports sort of uh, you know we don't rely so much on 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 what's happening at training uh and those track watches to give us um the word because we do get to see uh the boys each each week um Yep, Yokozuna went and filed a very comprehensive report that was much appreciated. So uh, he was uh, he was also down here. Well, we did um, we did do a poll on Demonland, and I did do a poll on uh, Facebook about about this uh, non-existent hoodoo. Um, with uh, you know, people seem confident but there are a few people who aren't so confident um 
the Demon Land poll um, was 82% saying, yes, we will break it, and um, 17% saying we won't. Um, Facebook was a bit more confident and had 91% um, yes and 9% no. So, hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to choose us as, as my lock team this week. Um, you know how you have that in the tipping competition. That yeah, would you? Would you? Would you? Uh, are you that confident? You knockout pick. Are you that confident? You'd give yep. us a knockout. Uh, you'd give yep. us the knockout nod. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're uh, we're going to get up, and I think we'll get up comfortably as well. Yeah, I, I, I look. I, I, I look always. I'd want to win first and foremost, but I would like to start nailing teams. Um, we are a young team, but um, let's start. Um, let's not let up. If we get a lead, we've got to got to keep it. Um, yeah, I was like everyone, extremely disappointed. We didn't go on to to thump Brisbane this week, and I don't want to see too many more of um, of those games. It's um, yeah. As a supporter, yeah. it's um, it's it's funny. I mean, for all the uh, for, as bad as the second half was, we really only finished up sort of three goals worse at the end than where we were at at halftime. So it's not the end of the world. As I say, if if there's if we keep seeing these pronounced fade outs of five, six, seven goals in a row, then Goodwin's going to be worried. It might be getting, uh, might need some outside help. Well, we've got a tough few weeks uh, ahead of us after the North Melbourne game. Um, so we really want to start ironing out these uh, fade outs because there's going to be a couple of teams we're coming up against who, um, who won't be so forgiving. Um, we've got Hawthorne, they're in great form at the moment. Um, I think we've got, um, I'm not sure what the Richmond. order is, but Richmond and Essendon. After that, um, they're all going to, um, you know, be tough games. Um, I don't want to see us being two and three, uh, which I think we might have been last year, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at this, uh, at that stage, um, you know, and we want to be knocking off a couple of uh, if we if we're if we're going to be a chance this year, um, and certainly for finals, you know, we've got to start. Knocking off, um, knocking off some of these good teams, and um, you know we want to start. St- well, obviously start this week, but um, you know, got a few big games coming up, and we want to stamp uh, our authority on on this competition. Um, It'd be good to go in the, into the Tigers game four and one. Oh, that would be fantastic. Just in in terms of in terms of priming the game and getting the crowd that we want, given that it's a home game this year. So eighty five there were last year, or just shy of eighty five. So I reckon if um, we're for, if we are four and one and they're thereabouts as well, they'll they'll tip the ninety thousand. I think for that game. Um, no, I, I don't think. You so. don't think so? We got no. eighty five last year. I think it'll all. It'll be, I think it'll always be bigger at their home game. Oh, it's our it's our home game, isn't it? Yes. Yep, well, swaps each year. I'll, I'll, so, do, so, would we be able to? Do you reckon we could get eighty five thousand being our home game, or you think it'll be um, less than that? No, I th- it's oh, maybe not eighty five. We could get eighty. Hmm. 
Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, there you go. There's some. Uh, there's, that's that's it where was, we can make some money. It was back. great. I mean, I know we lost the game. But, yeah. Uh, it was great to be playing back on in front of a crowd like that. I mean, that's a finals crowd, eighty-five thousand. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's comfortably above you know what we draw for sort of Queen's Birthday and that. So, um, yeah, it's who doesn't love seeing. Well, the you, demons play on a big stage. I don't think we talked about it last week. The crowd for the um, the, the Geelong game um, was that. Did we top fifty for that? And was I think that, it was fifty four. Is that uh, is that a good crowd for a first up game against Geelong? Look, I thought the weather was I, nice. I thought it, um, yeah. Um, I thought there was going to be more, and I thought it had the potential to be high 60s if not low 70s because Geelong have got a, a big support base and you know we um, we go right and we're in you know positive sort of territory coming in um, so I think it was 54 so I thought it was a bit of a disappointment but uh, that's what the MCC predicted during the week well they predicted 51 so and they're always somehow they're always around the mark. So, mm. where do you get these uh, MCC? You talk about that. I've heard you talk about that a few times. Uh, do they? Do they? Um, do they put that yeah, on their website? Go, yeah, if you just go to their website. That's what I'm going um, to now. I've got Melbourne North Melbourne event information. That's likely to be where, yes. where it is. Okay, so they do have that an expected crowd. What? What do you think? Expected crowd thirty six. Oh, sorry, I've I just did, given it away. I did want to make it a, a bit of a contest, <laughs> see how close to the mark you could get. But you, you were exact. Well done. You get the prize this week. 36,000. So, yeah. And well, that just shows how pathetic North are because we can get 30 um, on a decent day against an interstate team. So, uh, you know, a Melbourne Port game on a, on a decent day will we'll easily get 30. So, North... Uh, North are just uh, almost irrelevant, got to be said. Well, I reckon they'll lose that uh, Good Friday uh, game. There's a good possibility yeah, they'll lose that. Well, the AFL certainly hasn't guaranteed it. Mm. So they're refusing to guarantee it at this stage. So I'm not surprised. I mean, that that should be... A, it shouldn't be an Etihad game. Mm. It should be so big that it has to be at the G. Yeah. And it uh, it needs to be a good game. You know, people, and I've been saying this for ages on the forum, people talk about that the draw needs to be fairer um, and the clubs need better access to the um, to the premium slots. Well, that's what you get when you open up the premium slots to the lower-ranked clubs. You get an absolute um, dog's breakfast of a game in front of 30,000 people when... You know, you should have one of the games of the year in front of eighty thousand at the G. Yeah, I think they've got to give that get that game to a Collingwood or something like that. Because, um, yeah, if you're going to have a, a well, day Collingwood's like that, probably got enough for yeah, it. You know, um, I don't want to give any any. Uh, uh, and look, we go. We, no, but there's just there's got to be a better better combination at the moment than North and St Kilda. I mean, fair to they got 30,000 there as a public holiday with nothing else going on. 
and they got treated to, so. <laughs> to a dog's breakfast of a game as well. So, yeah. Well, we've got a we've got a game this week. Get down there, D's um, D's fans, and uh, you know support the club. And uh, yeah, let's try and beat that thirty six thousand that the MCC has predicted. Um, so, yep. Uh, where are we play, we're playing Saturday afternoon. Perfect. What's the weather? You got. Uh... I think it's meant to be nice. Nice. Good. So... Good. We, we like <laughs> we like nice weather for our games. Nice is good, and good is nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it, it's it, it's a uh, you know obviously it's a must win game. We can't drop this one. Drop games like this, and you miss out on finals in the end, as we saw last year. You know we beat North in any of those games we played them last year and we're in the finals and, you know, you can't drop these games against bottom four teams and, sure, they're, they're sitting fifth sitting fifth on the ladder. <laughs> no shame in losing to a team that's fifth. But, um, yeah, surely they're not going to be um, anywhere near that position come the end of the year, so we've got to knock them off. Simple as that. Yep. All right, anything else um, going out? Uh, Grapeviney, anything else? Uh, no, that's that's uh, that's it from me for the moment. That's it, all right. Well, we, We've um, covered all bases. We have, we have. So we'll be back um, next Wednesday night in our regular scheduled time. We'll have the phone lines open so we can hear from uh, you guys. Um, you know, we like hearing from from our fans and, and uh, other Demonlanders, so... Um, Thank you for listening tonight, and uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I'll be back in Melbourne, so that's a good thing. Um, and, um, yeah, that's it. Um, so from from the Gold Coast, uh, once again, um, Great Viney, thank you for joining me. And, um, yeah, go Dees. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Andy. All right, here's some Come On Demons for you guys. Beautiful song.